Welcome back to the On The Spot podcast. Today we are joined by Anthony at MK Dons Football Club. He runs the media side of things at Stadium MK and I really enjoyed sitting and chatting to him about all the work that he does and I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode. So enjoy. So I wanted to start off with how you first got into football. Uh, So I got into football uh, when I was still at school. So I was 15 and I did a work experience as part of my school kind of curriculum. Um, Did a work experience here at MK Dons. So I was a senior girl to here uh, and um, got in as work experience. Uh, Funny enough, because my dad sold a car to someone um, and maintained that relationship. We worked here and, and they helped me get into work experience here. So that was more to do with like football coaching and stuff. So I did that with the Sport and Education Trust. But while I was here, uh, I met a guy called Lee Scriven who looked after, still does, like the publications and the PR of the football club. Uh, and he needed somebody to help out on a match day doing the big screen camera. So we have four big screens here. We need someone to do the roaming camera uh, during a game. So I volunteered to do that off the back of my work experience so I did that for the rest of that season continued doing that through until I was 18 Uh, and then um, I didn't know if I wanted to go to university or whether I wanted to um, go and find a career anywhere else so I basically decided to um, beg the club for a job and they agreed to uh, give me a job as a media assistant. So it was just kind of at the right time where social media was starting to boom um, and the, the media department only had one person, so they only had the press officer um, at the time and they felt they needed someone else to come in with some more you know, social media support. So, um, yeah, accepted that. Joined here straight out of school. So I literally had two weeks off after the end of my sixth form um, and then started here and I've been here ever since. I never knew that. That's quite a cool story, actually. Bit um, luck. Did you like football beforehand? Like, in terms of a team that you supported, did you support MK Dons? Yes. So, well, I grew up supporting Man United because I live in the South and that's what everyone else does. Um, <laughs> and when they were good. Uh, and then, obviously, Wimbledon moved here in 2003. Um, and I was... How old would I be in 2003? Nine was nine years old so me and my dad got a season ticket and they used to play at the hockey national hockey stadium so we got a season ticket there season ticket when they became mk dons and then i was a season ticket holder through until i realized that i was doing the voluntary match day job moving forward so that i saved on a season ticket by cancelling that and doing my voluntary job um so i was a season holder through until about 2009 um and then worked here ever since on a match day and then obviously full-time from 2012 so yes MK Don's fan so working for the club I supported which is quite cool. Is there any drawbacks to that because I think there's quite a stigma around people that work for the club that they support. Um, So I don't know any different I've never worked for a club I don't support Um, so can't really say what it would feel like not but yeah I mean the pros are obvious you know you care so when you have to do the long hours, when you have to do the tough away trips, when you're putting, having to put a lot of effort into your work, there's obviously not only a professional element to it, but a personal element to wanting to help the team do well, wanting to push positive PR, wanting to celebrate successes. 
drawbacks are that obviously things you have to contain your emotions at times you know you have to stay professional and as much as you know if things are going wrong you feel it emotionally because you care about the football club but you also have to act professionally as well and not get too you know emotional after results or in your writing or in your comments um and you do lose a bit of fandom like i won't be the same fan that i was before i worked here than when i will be if i do leave here because you just it's natural you see a different side of it the fact, yeah. i think fat being a fan is part of like the unknown like you follow something you don't really know um and don't understand whereas you know, I know the ins and outs of this place now, so it's not necessarily saying it's a bad thing, but it's just because of you, you just see the club differently now. You you know all the people personally and and everything, so it'd be different to be a fan. I think it'd be a bit awkward to be a fan like that. I would still be a fan, MK Don's fan, but I wouldn't be like a home and away, week in, week out. Yeah, I know what you mean. Have you ever had, like you were talking about getting emotional, have you ever had a moment that stands out where you've got like a little bit too emotional? Probably early on when um, when I first took over as the head of communications was during a really difficult time. So we were battling relegation. Um, fans were really upset, upset with the manager. Um, our club captain had been kind of bombed off by the manager. Um, and I felt the pain and frustration that the fans did. So I went really emotional in terms of we need to get the chairman out. We need to do like these stronger interviews and you know, we need to be quite brutal, which worked in the moment because I think the fans felt the emotion and they felt that we actually cared. But on reflection, it's not something we would do all the time. Um, and I've, I've certainly, in the, as I've got older, I've not been so emotional in like, in, you know, we're going through a similar thing now, but I've not felt that emotional drive to go and do it again as much as it does obviously hurt me to see where we are. So, but yeah, that's probably the one example, I think. Um, and I guess that like, you must have quite a unique relationship with the fans as well. Like being one of the fans yourself, do you ever mm. like go to away matches and like obviously you look up at the supporters and you recognise people, um, but do you feel like a part of the family? A little bit. Like I think the the majority of fans know that I am a fan, and that um, I've been here since. You know, I know a lot of them from either my job here working with them or from. Um, when I used to go to games, there's still some fans. Obviously, I used to go to games with week in, week out that still come week in, week out now. So I've got a good relationship with some of them. I think they, I think they understand that, that I said I do care and I am a fan. So the things, you know, I've got their best interests at heart because I've been one of them. I think that does help in my role that they feel like they have someone that understands the club and understands them working for them. Um, you know, they might not be completely happy with my work and what I do sometimes, but at least they know that it's someone that cares behind it. And, you know, I feel just as what they're feeling in terms of ups and downs, etc. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, as media people, we've got to have a relationship with, like, the players and staff. So when there's players that leave and you sort of build up a really good relationship with them, have you ever had a moment where you really were gutted that you found out a player was leaving? Yeah, early doors, again, early on, it was so unique to me. Um, you know, the first few players that I built relationships with when they leave it is quite tough. And it's, you know, it's it's very similar to when any colleagues leave, whether it's, you know, I when my boss left, who I was quite close with, it, you know, it, feels, it feels sometimes the same as them. Obviously, it happens a lot more um, with football when it's kind of expected, you know it's coming. Um, 
So like when a player's doing really well, you know that they're probably going to be gone and, and normally they're going on to a bigger and better thing. And that's why it's similar to when your colleagues, if your colleagues get another job elsewhere and they're, they're making a step up as much as you've got to see them go, you you do feel some sense of pride. And obviously we've been, I've been quite lucky to work with some, some bigger names that have gone on to some massive things that it's amazing to feel like you've played a part in that, you know, being involved in their journey and speaking to them about going to this next step and stuff like that is is, is quite fulfilling. It's part of one of the probably the best things about this job. Um, and it has, it's also tough when you've got good relationship with players that get released um, and, you know, you feel for them because obviously it's an unsettling time for them. But um, I think massive part of my role here is to make sure I have a good relationship with the players and that I always look after them and their needs. So, you know, we try and hype our players up as much as possible and protect them at all costs. So, and, you know, I help them personally with things that, that they need from a media sense, but other things as well. And I like to think that, you know, we've got a strong, you know, I've always got their back even if they're leaving. And I've had a few that have come back to me since asking for help and support. So hopefully a good indication that, that I have done well with building relationships. Obviously, working in football, you have your stadium and you work home matches, but then you also go to away matches, and you, I guess, mingle with like the away opposition media people as well. Um, is there anyone that really stands out that you sort of like met, or you know, we tend to get close to other people and look forward to certain matches? Is there anyone like that for you? It's probably the ones in the local area that you build the best relationships with. So, obviously, Matt Cecil at Wickham. Um, Chris Williams at Oxford, Phil Adlam at Peterborough, like guys that you see pr- pretty much every season. Um, and like people like Chris and Phil and Matt, were re- I knew Matt through my old boss, Ben. Um, but certainly like Chris and Phil at Peterborough have been really good with me when I first stepped up to the job. And there was an interim period as well where my old, when I first joined, about a year, about 18 months in, my boss left. So I was left in charge at like 19 for two months no idea how to do it and they were really supportive of me then to make sure that you know I got through it and they made sure that I knew I was there um so that, that those guys and like you said you see them you see them every season pretty much and you go to the same meetings with each other so those guys probably I stay in touch with the most and then obviously I know a few that you know Ben who was my old boss went to work for West Ham so I had contact with him um Anthony Hurley, he used to be press officer here, is now director of communications at Leicester. So I know him. Simon Heggie, who used to be press officer here at the start, is now at Man City. So there's a few relationships as well at a higher level. Yeah, that's cool. I always feel like it's quite a good part of the job to get to know people like, around the country as well. I think it's a bit, oh, on that, I would say it's important because we have such a unique job that has its own demands and its own stresses. and. It's so important to talk to these guys, you know, these these fellow press officers, because we had a meeting recently with the EFL. And we had a, they do it, they used to do it reg- regularly before COVID. And they're very supportive back where we meet kind of quarterly as, as like press officers in a certain area. And when you get talking, you realise that everyone is going through the same stresses that you are and has the same, you know, worries and life work balance problems and stuff and actually knowing that you've got people that are going through the same as you is so important doesn't change anything but it's just nice to know that you've got someone that's going through the same thing as you so actually when you see them on a match day you know that what they're going through and you know that you know you're kind of in it together with someone yeah definitely um on that talking about like work life balance and things 
Um, stuff comes up all the time, like you tend to have your phone glued to your hand and you have to answer the phone, answer messages at silly times and in silly places. Have you ever had like an instance where you've had to do an announcement or something in like a really awkward or random place? Um, yes. So I I remember having to post about Delhi Ali scoring for England. It's a good problem to have. I remember to post about Delhi Ali scoring for England for the first time while I was on holiday in New York. I was wandering around New York uh, as he scored, so I had to do the tweet. I remember being really drunk watching England beat Sweden in the World Cup and Delhi scored in that game and I had to post on the club Twitter then, so that was a bit risky. I'd say probably the most serious one was, it was actually recently we, um, we had to put a statement out about our training ground planning application, getting kind of reviews. Um, and I was in a beach in, I can't even remember where I was, Bournemouth or something, I was on a beach. So I was lying on the beach with my phone. So I had, I was literally on speaker to the chairman while I was writing the statement out on my notes and then sending it forward and back to him while on speaker, while I'm on this beach. <laughs> so that was quite surreal. All like holiday related then. <laughs> That's where it normally affects you, yeah. Like, <laughs> night, or nights out. Yeah. Um... In terms of like work-life balance, do you feel like you're on your phone a lot, or have you had a situation where like you're with your family and they've said like get off your phone? I'm all, I'm all, I'm always working, um, and my family and that are really understanding with it. Uh, it's always been like it's always all I've ever done, you know. So from the moment I started working, it's it's not like I did something else and then I've moved into this. I've always been like this, and they understand the pressures of it. Um, I'm also the type of person I am as well. I'm not good at like putting stuff to the side. So if I need something done, even if it's not urgent now, if I need it done, I'd rather just do it than overthink it. Otherwise, I'm just going to be overthinking it all night and, and I won't be great company. I'd rather just buy my laptop up for five minutes, do it and then shut it down again. So um, no, I, I'm, I'm always working and I don't really know how you do the job. Otherwise, I don't think you can, unfortunately. Definitely not. Um, like you said, you've sort of done it forever. If you had the chance to like go back and have a different childhood dream of a career, is there anything else that interests you outside of football? So I, before I got this job, I had no idea what I wanted to do. It wasn't I wanted to do this. Was, part of me, I always used to like the idea of this. So when I grew up, I used to write match reports for my local Sunday team that I played for. Um, when I used to play FIFA as a kid, I used to commentate on it. So I've always kind of had an interest in in football um, and media. Obviously, I wanted to be a footballer at the start, as most people do. Um, but I wasn't really sure. I, I was thinking of going down um, a psychology route. I was interested in criminal psychology and, and I kind of did really well with that at A-level. So that was an option for me. Um, I wanted to be a paramedic for years at one point, and that's I was completely set on being a paramedic. So there's been a few things that I've. My dad's a car salesman, as always has been, so there was, that was always kind of an option for me. Although I never really wanted to do it, but I always thought I'd just end up in that. So, but there's, I wouldn't say there was any dream ever, not even this. But I don't think I'd have enjoyed anything as much as I do this. So the unsung heroes that no one knows about us. I think if people really understood what we do, 
think it's, I'll be brutally honest, I don't think our, my chairman understands what I do. Mm. Honestly, I don't. Like, I think he does, but I don't think they truly understand what we go through in terms of hours and stresses and yeah it's little it's things like at home isn't it as well it's little things like i am the first here on a saturday and the last out so yeah. the entire football operation i am the first so i suppose the only person who probably works longer than me is the kit man but like have you ever like oh yeah this is a good question have you ever randomly been dragged into doing a different job like the kit stuff um we yes we had a, a situation at the start of last season where our manager got uh, left russell martin left for swansea and we had no manager and he took all the staff um so we had no analysts no uh no fitness coach um no coaches so everyone had to chip in so you'd have to go in and help set up the laptop for like the team meetings and stuff so basically be an analyst i've had to film games for the analysts before i've had to help put the kit out for the kit man because we get there you know if he's on his own and we get there early enough which we normally do we help him out um i tell you one i tell you what i did there was it wasn't me but there was a manager before that dragged all the staff to do shape work in training so all the play all the staff had to be in this shape exercise with the team I also went in goal for training once for a feature yeah we did a feature so it's technically work but we did a feature about a day in the life of a goalkeeper training so I did a training session with the goalie with the goalies and then one of the goalies got injured so I had to go in goal for this the game Um, and I saved the one from Delhi so (laughs) what could have been memories (laughs) and then I got absolutely ruined by the other players because I was slow at passing the ball out or whatever they would because they take it so seriously training but it was funny that was funny (laughs) that's good I'm going to include that well yeah there's not much I haven't seen or come across in nearly 11 years now really 11 years yeah 2012 I started so it has been been coming up to 12 years coming up to 12 years I'm 28 I'm 29 next in like three weeks so I yeah yeah it's it's been 11 it's been 11 years coming up to 12 in July no no 11 11 in July 11 seasons I'm on my fifth this will be the end of my fifth so yeah wow this is my this is my eleventh season. Yeah, all here as well. Like, that's the weird thing with me, and it kind of scares me a little bit. Like, I've not worked anywhere else. Like, not even part time job or voluntary job. I've only ever worked for MK Dons. My first ever job was the was the match day job here, and then. I got a full-time job here and that's it. I've never worked anywhere else. Have you ever so not, like imagined yourself working anywhere else? I can't now. I, yeah, like I'm getting to the point now where like, I've had opportunities and things have been really close. Um, so I could, but it would be mad. Like it'd be life-changing. I mean, most job changes are, but 
but I've literally not done anything else so I don't know whether I could and what I suppose what I don't know without getting too deep is like what my passion is like is it media is it football is it MK Dons that's what I don't know until I do something else so yeah because if you were to go some like to a different club and do media or if you were to do a different job or like yeah because there's you know is my passion media if so I could go work for police or I could go work for a council somewhere or so, another you know, major business or whatever and earn more money if that's where my passion is or is it football you know do I just need to work in football and media is what I'm good at or is it MK Dons and if I go somewhere else I won't because that's the thing you're like you're like I don't know what it's going to be like if I do work somewhere else, I like get the drive to go and work for another club yeah. and like feel the emotion of it and like proper. Because the big thing with my job is like, I know everything about MK Dons. Like, I've got a database on this computer of every player who's played here, how many games they've played. But like if you if you if you showed me if you gave me a list of players, I could tell you who's played for MK Dons like ever. Oh my god! Which kind of helps because you like though, don't you? That's but what makes a good media person. Yeah, I'm helped because we were formed in 2004, so it's not like you couldn't name every Robin player because they've been going since God knows when. But and like Maidenhead again, you wouldn't be able to do because they've played in non-league and there might not be records of who played for them where. But like I can, you can work out who's played. But I, I can just do it. Like I know. I remember a game against. You know, if we play, if we go and play a game at Barnsley. I can remember games against Barnsley. Which would be different if I went, I could learn it at another club, but would I know it off the top of my head? Do you know what I mean? Like when you go into a game going, oh, do you know why this game's important? Because it's this. And I know this player playing in the team played for them. Do you know what I mean? I would not have a clue. See what? Whereas I can just do that for MK Dons naturally. And it's different when I've worked with people who don't. It's interesting because they don't, they will just put, you know, when we do like a throwback video of a game, they'll just put a random game up. I was like, no, no, of course it's got to be that one. Because that one means more to people, but like they don't, I would know that they don't. But I know who the legends of the club are. I know yeah. the most iconic goals and moments. But yeah, I'm a bit nerdy. I literally can. I couldn't name every Don's player now off the top of my head. But if you gave me like a list of 30 players, I'd be like, yeah, they played for MK Don's and when. That's mad. Yeah, a bit do weird. You, um, do you think you could see someone else doing your job? And like, would you feel a bit? Ooh. That's the scary thing for me as well, as well as like me going elsewhere and doing another job and whether I'd like it. I'd hate, I don't know, I don't know. It's kind of like, I feel like I've made this my baby now. Like I've done this, I've been the head of it now for like five or six years. So like the website runs how I see it run. The Twitter's run like how I see it running. Not because of how the club sees it, do you know what I mean? I, I am the club's kind of media side of it, so it'd be weird. Yeah, I'd hate I'd be that. A bit I think that's my worst fear because it's quite a controlling job as well, isn't it? So, like, losing control of that would be horrible. I mean, if I was working in the Premier League, I probably wouldn't care. But, but also, like, if I left here and then this club got to where it wanted to get to and I wasn't part of that, I'd feel gutted. You know, I've been with the club for yeah, 11 years and like we haven't got there and if I left and then they started doing really well I'd be like oh come on like 
I do. I think I, I really do want to. I really do want to try and test myself at the top. I've had a couple of opportunities that one that I got offered was turned down, and one I got really close to but didn't get it, which was like that towards that level, which would have been great. But I think I'm, I think I want to do that at some point soon. Do you think you'd find it all right, like working under people, though? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, because. I like to think I'm a good like colleague um I'm not a, I am controlling about my own things but like if someone I'm not like the type of person that's gonna not do something that someone wants me to do if that makes sense and actually kind of like I think I would kind of enjoy the step back from the pressure it's all on me like the media side of it everything operating it'd be quite nice to step into a new role where it's like actually it's not on me yeah I can just get on with my job Get some life back, get some work-life balance back. Like, speaking to the clubs in the Premier League that I've spoken to, like, they were gobsmacked when I was telling them that I was working, like, seven days a week. They were like, there's no way you'd ever work that here because there's too many staff. Like, we've got got so much staff that you would only have to do, like, nine to five Mm. hours. That, like, you would never have to do more than that because there's always people doing, like, there's enough people doing the job. So, be interesting, be interesting. Just got to get the opportunity first. There's obviously there's there's not millions of them. Yeah. They tend to be quite. Problem is, if you tend to go in, I can't really make a similar step to the prem, so I can't like go from head of this to head of the prem because I haven't worked at the Premier League. But then they often don't want to employ someone of my experience as a lower level because I'm too experienced and too much money. So it's going to be tough. I'm yeah, probably gonna, I'm probably going to have to make a move to like the Championship and then manage a bigger club and then make that step up but my colleague Ben did it Ben went from here to be assistant at West Ham and then he was within a year he was head of it he offered me to go with him as assistant at West Ham so it could have been me now but I said no everything happens for a reason (sighs) we'll see I did commentary on Saturday for the first time. I've never done co-commentary before. I did the co-commentary on Saturday and it did help my nerves a little bit because like you're in, you're constantly in the game. Whereas when I'm, I normally just write the report. So I don't even do the tweets. My colleague does the tweets and I just write the report and it's stressful. <laughs> like really stressful. Whereas commentary was like, you're constantly working. So yeah, you constantly got to think about the game as a whole instead of just your team, aren't you? So. Yeah, you're like you're constantly in it, so there's no time to be like stressing about the time. Like you're constantly talking and you're in the game. So I might do it again, but it's tough. I really hope you enjoyed this episode of On The Spot Podcast with Anthony at MK Don's Football Club. It was really great to catch up with him and get a hint about what he's doing at the moment. We'll be back very soon with another episode from the Football League, so keep an eye out on our social media. You don't want to miss it.